This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, this is The Standard Podcast and I'm Mark Blunden. Thousands of homes were left without power, rail lines brought down and hundreds of schools closed. Storm Kieran caused chaos across the south of England amid 100 miles per hour gales, torrential downpours and monster waves around the coast. Nearly 9,000 homes in Cornwall had their electricity cut while major incidents were declared in Hampshire, the Isle of Wight and in the Channel Islands where roofs were blown off and Jersey residents told to evacuate their homes. In fact, Storm Kieran's weather system was so intense it set a new pressure record. In London, pictures show flooding around Brent Cross as cars drove through considerable standing water. So what can be done to protect our homes from future extreme weather, particularly when flood water appears as heavy rain has nowhere to go on already sodden ground? Later, we'll hear from a resilience and recovery expert who reveals the valuable lessons she learned from her own flood disaster and what you can do too. But first, Standard reporter Anthony France brings us up to speed. Anthony, what are you reporting on Thursday? London and the southeast are being battered by Storm Kieran. Communities are being warned to work from home. Schools are closed and we've had over 100 flights that have been cancelled. People are experiencing high winds and torrential downpours, which has sparked flooding in 54 areas. In Kent and uh, Surrey and Sussex, over 1,500 homes are without power. It's really causing major problems for anybody who's going to get out and about. We've had trees that have fallen onto tracks at Leatherhead and on the London Underground, the Jubilee, Piccadilly and um, Central Lines have been hit by delays. Where's been the worst hit? The Channel Islands has pretty much bore the brunt so far. In Jersey, we've had residents who've been forced to take refuge in a hotel where they experienced winds of over 100 miles an hour damaged property. Major incident has been declared in Hampshire and the Isle of Wight. We've got hundreds of schools here in the south that have had to shut and there have been 134 alerts for possible flooding across England. I mentioned the airports. BA has grounded 38 short haul and domestic European flights taken off to places like Amsterdam, Belfast and also KLM have cancelled flights but Jersey Airport seems to be the worst. That's been battered by gusts of up to 93 miles an hour. And how badly have commuter routes into the capital been hit? We've had cancellations in some of the Guildford and Aldershot area. Southwestern Railway is reporting flooding on their lines. We've also had a tree that's fallen onto tracks in the Leatherhead and Effingham Junction area. And the result, services are being diverted via Cobham. Southern Rail um, saying that anybody planning to travel today should strongly consider whether their journey is necessary. And they're advising people to work from home if you can. 
major disruption likely on their service, they're saying. And anything else been impacted in central London? One of the effects of the uh, damage is that Carnaby Street's Christmas light switch on. Well, that's been postponed until November the 8th due to concerns. But um, Westminster Council is saying they're going to press ahead with plans tonight to turn on the ones at Oxford Street. So at least there will be something for people to see. Now we're joined by floods expert Mary Longdono, OBE, known by the moniker Flood Mary. Mary, what's your view on the official response to Storm Kieran? I think everybody is working incredibly hard under very testing circumstances. We've got to think, remember how fast the wind is blowing in the southeast. And obviously, my thoughts are with the Channel Islands and the Environment Agency are working incredibly hard trying to clean out trash screens and put up temporary defences and make sure people are aware that they're going to flood in very difficult circumstances because Storm Babette has only just gone. And my main concern is the fact that where Kiron is hitting at the moment on top of already saturated grounds, we could be in for some significant flooding. How do you think we're prepared in the UK for such extreme weather? We're as prepared as we can be, but I don't think we're prepared for the fact that this may become a regular occurrence. The fact it's only October and we're into our third named storm is really quite alarming. My main concern really is that whilst the emergency services and the Environment Agency and local authorities are doing their bit, I don't think we as householders and businesses and citizens are aware just how challenging the situation is. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, practical tips for homeowners and renters to help battle future flooding. Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Mary, can you tell us about your own experience when you were flooded at your home in Worcester? Well, when I was first flooded, I was not prepared. I didn't have a river or a stream in front of me. I was just in a low spot in Worcester. I had young children. We were doing the house up and my young son was sleeping downstairs while we decorated his room. And uh, he just shouted up in the middle of the night that his bedroom was full of flood water and it stank. And it was indeed raw sewage. And that took us by storm, really, because we lost so much stuff because we weren't prepared for flooding. We didn't know that we would flood. 
And we had the entire contents of our downstairs ended up in a skip. And that was very heartbreaking. I lost things like my children's hospital handprints and playgroup pictures and all the memories that I was saving for them to give them on their 18th birthday all had to be thrown away. And to this day, that is something that I still get very upset by. And so from my floods, the first thing I did was look into how I could make my home flood recoverable. So instead of being forced out of my home for nine months, how if I got flooded again, how I could just sanitize it, pump it out and get the fire lit and carry on living there. And what did you learn from the first incident? In 2007, when we were flooded again, A, we'd planned for that flood. We knew exactly where we were going to put everything out of harm's way. And most of our memories were not anywhere near you could, the, the flood water could get. And also, because of the recoverable repair, we were able to carry on living in our home. And that was my light bulb moment. I was at the time a professional singer and I decided that I was going to give that up and research what could be done at a home level or a business level to reduce the impact of a flood. What can you tell us about the risks to homes in London? One thing that does worry me about London, and that's the surface with the surface water flood risk, is that London is paved over, concreted over, tarmacked over. So when the rain does fall, there's nowhere to go. So I always had this wonderful vision that if everybody had in London had a water butt and they emptied that water butt before they knew a storm was due and then all the water from the rain that fell onto their roofs could go into the water butt and not into the drainage system. So it would lessen the impact on a drainage system. And also there's lots of ways that people that park outside their houses on their paved over drives could green up. You can use a sort of either have grass and then you can push through um, a sort of a honeycomb plastic mesh, which will make it hard, but allow the rainwater to percolate through or put in a permeable paving, which again will allow the water to percolate through into the earth and not hit the ground running and straight into people's homes. And what about if you rent or live in a basement property? With regard to basements, there are flood doors effectively look like normal doors. They've been tested to British standards that the minute you lock them and uh, go to bed, go to work, go on holiday, they will be acting on your behalf. If you've got air bricks, you can get self-closing air bricks that automatically close when the flood water hits them. You can get things like puddle pumps that can sit on the floor and will pump down to one millimetre and hence the name puddle pumps. Or you could perhaps, if you're a homeowner, install submersible pumps that will automatically kick off when the water starts percolating in there. And if you're a renter, it is possible to get a flood barrier that has no fixtures or fittings. There are two out there, to my knowledge, that you can fit. You can find details of them in the Household Guide to Flood Resilience 
pins on my Flood Mary website and you literally can fit them the minute you think you're going to flood. Are sandbags any good? I hate sandbags with a vengeance. We all shout out for sandbags. So I took four sandbags along one day to test them where all the flood protection products are tested in a British Standard Institute testing tank. And I put four sandbags, which is roughly what people get given in front of the door. And they failed within 59 seconds of turning the water on. I then gave them a chance and put 10 in front of the door and 10 failed in two minutes, five seconds. So to me, sandbags are a waste of time. They have to be disposed of in contaminated waste and they're incredibly heavy. Finally, any tips for an emergency if you've not had time to prepare for any of the more longer term measures? In an emergency, it won't be perfect, but gaffer tape waterproof duct tape gaffer tape fitted to your doors could slow down the ingress of water and my husband has he's one of these guys that has wood lurking about the garden that start, he might use just in case now you could cut a piece of wood to size marine ply is best and get some secondary glazing slots and slot it in there if you think you're going to flood and then use some silicon sealant and some of the silicon sealant goes off in 30 minutes and you could seal the doorway up in with that way and also the gaffer tape over your air brick covers loads of water goes through an air brick so sealing the air brick up for the duration of the flood could slow down the ingress and really substantially cut back on the damage There's more on this story in the Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.